aren't you always trying to Hey out there everybody and welcome to Caffeination 525. Spring has done sprang on us. We are attempting to record a live to hard drive episode. We are live over at live.caffeination.com. This is of course the Caffeination Podcast. You know, it's a good place to put all the episodes that are like that. Uh, but everything is all about caffeine culture and technology news. We have a wonderful show lined up for you today. My name is Paul. This is Steve. And we are ready to give you the absolute best in uh, what we already talked about, caffeine technology, or caffeine culture. Caffeine technology and culture news <laughs> so uh, we have a lot of fun stuff we have some fun people uh, sitting around in the uh, in the chat room gonna add their own little spe- special brand of uh, craziness <laughs> so uh, we're gonna see if we can make sure we got this going uh, we have everything as far as I can tell everything is running on or close to schedule we have uh, the the, uh, the the lovely little screenshot omatic up there, and it seems to be working fine. We have uh, two goofballs in front of the camera and uh, a dog roaming around here somewhere. So I think we have a pretty good uh, episode lined up. What do you think? I think we're ready. If you're looking for this episode or any of its episodic friends, you can head on over to caffeination.com. That's www.caffeination.com. That is, of course, where you can find all the episodic goodies, all the recipes, the caffeination cooks. There's a whole ton of stuff that's over there. The caffeination is brought to you today by Puzzle Piece Productions. Puzzle Piece Productions is the missing piece for your website. Website. So we're trying to see what I did there. I did. I see, saw. It. See, what this funny thing is, Puzzle Piece Productions is actually my web design company. It actually runs a lot of other different little media things. It's like my own tiny little media empire that really doesn't affect very many people at all. But the best part about it is that for some reason, I keep getting these requests from charities across the country asking that me to provide free puzzles to people. So uh, <laughs> I do have one puzzle, and you guys can have it free. And I've already told you this one. And it's a very bad puzzle. But what is the difference between a large-chested crustacean and a greyhound terminal? Any idea? One is a crusty bus station, and the other one is a busty crustacean. See, it's it's that's the kind of puzzle that you're going to get here. There's there's not very many things that we can. Uh, so it, it, it's I like that it's it, it's kind of like a double entendre. I think so. What's the proper way? Is that double entendre or double entendre? Might wow, the cat time is time. so angry, she's moving the camera. <laughs> Apparently she didn't like that, that particular angle of that dangle. So we have a <laughs> ton of stuff to talk about today. If you are looking to get into contact with us, you can do so at caffeination at gmail.com, or if you're going to a direct to a goofball who offended you, you can email me at paul at caffeination.com. Or steve at caffeination.com. That is if you're trying to talk to him, you know. But if you're trying to talk to me, I am Paul, so that you would email Paul. But if you're trying to talk to Steve, then you talk to Steve. That's right. Uh, the listener line to put in your own special little brand of nonsense is 215-240-1319. Uh, Twitter.com slash caffeination. We have a Facebook fan page. We do have something over on Google+. Plus. There's a fun little red uh, image over on the uh, page, so you can check that out if that's your bag. We have a lot of fun stuff, so we're going to dig right on in here. I think we've wasted enough t- of uh, people's time. Um what did you do geeky this week, good sir? Uh, you know what? I think I was uh, ungeeky this week. I didn't completely ungeeky. Completely ungeeky. Sans geek. That's right, sans geek. Nothing. 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 You didn't play with the Kindle Fire. You didn't download a new one. No. 
We played we played an Android game on the TV just before we came down. I think that's the geekiest thing Steve's done. Probably in the week, yeah. Actually, that was pretty cool though. I mean, we, we were playing with the Google TV, and they, they, you know, I haven't had a chance to play any games. They had one called Cubezor, where you're trying to move this cube. It's like a giant Rubik's cube onto the different things, and both of us tried it. It was all right. It was just hard, a lot harder than you would imagine to be, it to be. Yeah, so, it's a lot easier when you're not playing. You're like, oh, you just got to move there. But yeah, when you're playing, it's... You're like, wait a minute, no, 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 move down there, move down there. <laughs> and then there's also karaoke, which my wife apparently is a significantly better at it than I am. Not saying that I'm a bad singer, but saying that, you know, like, my ears were bleeding and I was singing, and that's probably <laughs> a bad thing. But, uh, yeah, it, it was kind of fun, so uh, there's, there's all that. Uh, other than that, I wasn't doing a whole lot geeky this week. I didn't get to play with any of the fun toys we got in work. I, I did a lot of web design and a lot of coding, but other than that, it was just, that's like kind of like minor level geek. That's like, you know, code geek yeah stuff but uh you know i've been playing around with some stuff so hopefully that that'll come out in uh, future episodes all right we do have some fun geeky stuff right off off the bat um We'd like to announce the winner for the Darkness 2 competition. If you are trying to send your entry in, unfortunately, you are too late at this point. We have picked the winner from a random number generator. We would like to thank Joe Wilson for sending in this unbelievable missive. He said, I am a theater technician. The darkness is my home. I move in the shadows, swift, sure, and silent. The darkness hides my shape so that I may be known by my actions alone. From my place in the darkness, I manipulate the very fabric of reality. I can make you laugh or cry love or hate cheer or despair and if i have done well you will never know that i was even there so thank you very much for that sonic sonnet light not sonic light because there are no rings so if you like it you should put a ring on that one but still you get the game good sir we will send it along to your way so thank you very much uh for for playing along at home we had a ton of entries Thank you ever so much to everybody who sent them in. We don't have time to go through all of them, but not only was his the most composed in verse overall, but I think it, it had slight elements of pun thrown throughout it. It did. So we say it's poetic license, even. I would think so. And you know what's you know what makes it even better? Joe won, and today is Nat- National Poetry Day. Hmm. So uh, he was a poet, and he didn't even know it. See, there you go. Another another win in that column. That's right. But thank you very much, Joe, for sending that in. I, I did the, the only thing that I did do, uh, if you remember last week, I talked about a redesign of the Puzzle Piece Productions thing. Right. I threw that design out because there was a problem on Macs completely. You couldn't see the website hardly at all. <laughs> so redesigned that from the ground up uh, over the weekend, and it is up. It is better than ever. There's examples of the work, that, which I'm actually kind of... Uh, Kind of excited about the whole showcases up there, so you can see uh, the caffeinations up there, a couple of the other websites that I've done, and everything actually just kind of works out. So it's it's a lot better than than it ever was. So that's uh that's that's something that's going to be kind of fun, and I can't wait to share with the group. So I'd like to hear anybody's opinion on that stuff. And if you're in need of a uh, web designer, graphics, logos, anything like that, please feel free to shoot an email off to me, and I will gladly help you out. All right, up in the first section of the Geek Cruft section here at the Caffeination Podcast, we have an absolutely wonderful, wonderful little throw rook. Yeah, I believe so. It's magnificent. I believe I can fly, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> and uh, what this is we're talking about is a uh, NES controller throw rug. And uh, you actually find this over at uh, Etsy.com. 
And I believe it's, what, $10? That's a bad deal at all. I think it was $100. No, the shipping was $10. Oh, the shipping was $10. Yeah, that's not a bad deal at all. $10, man. Handmade NES <laughs> control. It must be this big to be $10. <laughs> and by this big, for the people who are listening along and playing the game at home, I'm probably putting my fingers about two finger widths apart. <laughs> it's like you're talking coaster size at that point. But yeah, it's a, I, you know what? I, I actually am considering getting it. I love it. Yeah, I like I like the fact that you know I think there's there's going to be listings again in the future because that was like a one of a kind thing that they're going to make. But they've already made one, obviously, because the thing's up there. Yeah. So I can't wait for them to come back out. And a hundred dollars, really, when you're looking at it, it's it's really unique. This is hand woven, so this is this is pretty pretty awesome. So I would love to have that down here. If the yeah. dog would leave it alone, it would be fantastic. <laughs> but there's a whole list of gamey and geeky stuff that is going to come down here, and it, we're really going to build out the caffeination layer. There's between this, and I saw some plans for some Tetris pillows actually in the shape of the Tetrinos. Wow. It's like, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the toilet is probably going to get painted to look like one of the warp tunnels. <laughs> I don't know where it goes. <laughs> now, if I could make it play the sound effect, that would be even better. Oh, that would rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along to the next thing. Thank you, Steve. That one was pretty awesome. This next one is is awesome, but at the same point, it, it's a little bit terrifying when you really think about it. This is the uh, the unnamed horror that is Cthulhu, uh, risen from the sunken city of Riley. Uh, Cthulhu is almost the unofficial mascot here at the Caffeination Podcast of late. Yeah, had a lot of stories about it, but this is Cthulhu Origami. What you see is actually one piece of uncut nineteen by nineteen inch paper. Yeah, uncut. I have no clue how you make all the little tendrils and everything. This is custom designed origami. This guy planned it out. And laid it out and did it upright. So the, the, the passage that they have here to kind of describe what Cthulhu actually is, is of the six men who reached the ship, he thinks two perish from the sure, pure fright of that accursed instant. The thing which cannot be described. There is no language in, for such abysms of shrieking and immemorial lunacy, such eldritch con- contradictions that all matter, force, and cosmic order. A mountain walked or stumbled. God, what would walk across the earth? And great architect went mad. Poor Wilcox raved with fear the telepathic instant. The thing of the idols, the green, sticky spawn of the stars, had awakened to claim his own. The stars were right again, and the age-old cult that had failed to do so by design, a band of innocent sailors had done by accident. And vertilions of years, the great Cthulhu was loose again and ravening for delight. So we, of course, here at the Caffeination Podcast, are ravening with delight for this, because this thing is really awesome. I can't imagine actually trying to design origami. That 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 involves physics and geometry that I never really <laughs> learned. I mean, I'm okay making paper airplanes. I can make the swan because it's basically a derived from the paper airplane. I can make the swan's neck move. I cannot make a paper Cthulhu. Yeah. That that's all kinds of insanity right there. So uh, I, I, my hats off to this guy. I, I think that this is just really really cool. All right, now the next little thing we got for you here. Take it away, good sir. Uh, we have the set of uh, the Avengers posters that uh, they've been showing around, and i got to say, they actually look really good. Uh, I, my favorite out of them all, though, would have to be the Black Widow and uh, Captain America one. The Black Widow and Captain America. Now, there is some uh, discussion as to whether or not Captain America is really in the back or if she's just walking in front of a picture of him because he looks a little fuzzed out, but does it really matter at that point? 
No, I don't think anybody's even paying attention to Captain America. Yeah, most people, if you look at it, they're like, wait a minute, Captain America's in there? <laughs> in fact, most people couldn't tell you that she's holding a gun. Nah. So it, it, it's, it, it's an incredible set of posters. Incredible set of posters. Incredible. You know, she's actually holding two guns. She's holding two guns. <laughs> uh, my favorite, I, I actually like the Thor and uh, Hawkeye poster, because Hawkeye's a story that really hasn't been developed yet in the, Mar- in the Marvel uh, universe that is the movies. So I, I like Hawkeye. He's, he's, he's a complete smart aleck. He has a really cool, cool sense of humor. He's kind of like Deadpool in that sense where he's just really wry, kind of breaks through the walls a lot of the time. And uh, I, I like the Thor poster too because Thor's my boy. So You're my boy, Thor. That's right. That's right. Little Nordic love up in this piece. <laughs> God of Thunder, what, what? <laughs> so, all right. I uh, just figured we passed that along because those are really cool. So if you... If you in case you would like to play along at home and uh, check all those out, Marvel's actually released a lot of relatively large sizes of these things, so it's really kind of cool to uh, to kind of check them out. Yeah. So I, I like that. I think it's pretty neat. All right, now the next little thing. You want to take this one away as well? Uh, yeah, why not? We'll uh, talk about the salt and pepper robots. And uh, what this is is just little tiny... Uh Robots that you can wind up and walk across the table if somebody across the table asks for uh, salt or pepper. So, which so, would, then so that would work real good in my house. Yeah, so you wouldn't have to be in the asks. <laughs> no. So it's like, excuse me, can I ask you for the salt? Could you pass that over here, please? Thank you. It's like as it like waddles across the table. I would absolutely love that because then everybody would be sitting there watching this thing move across the table. It's like, uh, yeah, and there would be no, like where as you're whispering down the lane with the salt, everybody decides to use it as they're going around. A lot of sodium chloride flowing around there. Oh, yeah. So, and unfortunately, the little pepper robot wouldn't get used too much, but that, that set is twenty four ninety nine. That's a lot for some salt and pepper shakers. Unless you're actually talking about hiring the, the 90s R&B pop Band of salt and pepper. Yeah. So, but I mean that that that's pretty crazy. And uh, my favorite little add-on for this, I think you talked about this before, was the RoboCup measuring cup set. Yeah. Now this thing is only seven ninety nine. That right there is some win. I, I would love to get one of these, and I think it's actually the best thing that we should do. This this is needed for the caffeination layer. <laughs> it's a moral imperative, really. All right, moving right along. Uh, I actually found this uh, today. This is from a, uh, a really kind of cool website called uh, Brain Pickings. I, I hesitate because I always say try and say Brain Droppings, which is an awesome book by George Carlin. But this is Brain Pickings. Slightly different, much less profane, unfortunately. And uh, it, it's just a really cool bit bits of random information. But these are actually uh, texts from monks that were uh, printed in you know, the late 1400s, basically during the Dark Ages, back when you know less than you know, anywhere from 10 to 25% of the general population could actually read anything. So it, if you wanted to have a copy of the Bible for your house, you would have to go over to the Abbey, and they would basically have guys sitting there just copying manuscripts for their entire lives. That's all they did. So as they're doing it, and I guess they had a uh, skill that not very many people had, they would complain in the margins... And so they would write down tiny little scribbles all the way down in the colophones and everything else. And here's some of the examples of uh, things that people have just started to catch on to. New parchment, bad ink, I say nothing more. I am very cold. That's a hard page and weary work to read it. Let the reader's voice honor the writer's pen. That guy was a little bit like those inspirational tweets you see. It's like the people who just really want to put out, like, you know, the hang in there, kitty. Um, The parchment is hairy. 
That that sounds like a little bit of a personal problem. Uh, we have ow or oh my hand. <laughs> uh, I, my favorite, and I need to, I needed to know this during a handwriting practice in grade school. But uh, Saint Patrick of Armagh, deliver me from writing. I have no clue who Saint Patrick of Armagh is, but that's pretty cool that there's actually a saint who supposedly that's his only job is to, uh, to 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 save you from writing. So that'd be pretty cool. And then the last thing, which is actually kind of a little bit of a poignant uh, note on it, says. This is sad, O little book. A day will come in truth when someone over your page will say that hand that wrote it is no more. And that's really kind of chilling when you think about it. It's like the guy wrote this just as kind of like amusing and you're sitting there going, wow, you know, I've spent my entire life copying these pages. (laughs) And the only part about me that's going to live on is the stuff that I've copied. So he wrote this tiny little note at the end, and it, it kind of just peaked out now. So that's pretty cool. I really wish that they actually showed some scans of these things to actually yeah. see exactly what they looked like. I need to kind of delve into the magazine a little bit more to, to check out what it was, but I thought that was pretty cool. And then the next little thing we have, something really awesome and really geeky that I'm waiting with bated breath to actually see in work. This thing is called the Cotton Candy FXI. It is a tiny little Linux computer. It is only $200, and it has, on one end, it has a HDMI jack, and on the other end, it has a USB port for power. It's eight centimeters long, roughly just like three and a quarter inches long, and it has, it has Wi-Fi, it has, yeah, it has Wi-Fi, BG, and N. It has Bluetooth, has up to one gig of memory, up to 64 gigs of local memory storage with, with through a micro SD. So you can basically plug this thing into any um, TV that has a USB port, and boom, you have a smart television. You could plug this thing into a monitor that you have laying around, and all of a sudden you have a digital display. So we're going to try and do a little bit of digital signage work in work with these. We have like some really big TVs that have absolutely no computers attached to them. So I think that would be really awesome. You know, we could throw like a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse in there, and it would be the perfect like web surfing utility. So it's $200. So we're on the waiting list right now. I can't wait to see it. And, of course, I will write a review up once we get it because that just will be so awesome for us too. So can't wait to share that off. All right, next little thing we got for you. We got uh, Super Mario Chess Set from ThinkGeek.com. Unfortunately, it is out of stock at this time, hoping that uh, they do uh, make some more so we can uh, grab a set for the uh, caffeination layer. And uh, the one uh, thing we were actually talking about with this was uh, the fact of Luigi being the queen, which is uh, kind of odd. Yeah, and uh, th- there's some really funny things that whoa, there's some really funny things that they have written in the uh, ThinkGeek uh, explanation of this. It's basically like we love you, uh, Luigi, despite your queeniness, <laughs> and uh, or, or your queeniness notwithstanding. Uh, I, I like how they have it laid out. I mean, obviously they have the good guys versus the bad guys. I hate Birdo. I hate that character. I think it's, it just looks weird. There's something entirely wrong with the entire expression that is being made. It does not need to happen again. So Birdo's there. Both Daisy and Peach are there, which is the only way that they got past the uh, the king and the queen thing. So they're the bishops. Uh, there's double Yoshis for the uh, knights, and then Toad is the uh, the rook. I would kind of have switched that around. I probably would have made Toad because he's weird. I mean, I probably would have made Toad the knight. But I mean, so, but I I, I understand why they have Luigi as the queen. It's just, it's, 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 it's yet another thing (laughs) that that Luigi has to deal with in life. Not only is he player two, always, but now he's a queen too. That's right. 
<laughs> All right. Now, the next little thing is a little bit of scuttlebutt that's passing around the entertainment industry right now. Uh, we're both kind of a little bit leery of this. Michael Bay, I was unaware, the man who uh, who did bad things to our childhood memories of uh, Transformers and who made giant wrecking ball male parts on a robot and thought that this was perfectly fine from Transformers 2. Devastator didn't even have a wrecking ball as part of his little collaboration. It would have almost been all right and tolerable if he had just left the stupid wrecking ball. And there's no piece of construction equipment that I know of that has multiple wrecking balls on one crane. So it it was just ridiculous in in the absolute... uh, It's just ridiculous. I I couldn't imagine it. But unfortunately, Michael Bay is also now going to direct another another childhood memory of ours, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or as he's calling them, just the Ninja Turtles, because they're not going to be mutant anymore. No, there's no Orokosaki. Now I will begin. Now I will finish with your heart. When I began with your ear, there's not not going to be any of that. There, there's there's going to be alien turtles, aliens that look remarkably like turtles. I have no clue if Splinter is going to be in it. It it's just it's insane. I can't believe it. And you know what? Thank you very much for uh, for that, Mister uh, Mister Auto Firestow. Uh, <laughs> that St. Patrick's real name was St. Patrick of Armagh. So I have no clue why he's delivering anybody from writing, but that's really cool. Uh, I, I cannot believe, though, going back to TMNT, that he's taken the mutant out of it. I mean, yeah. that, that was part of the cool thing about it. I mean, they they were named after Renaissance masters. They they had all this, this fun little kitschy humor to them. They're probably going to be like complete and utter, you know, like frat boys too when they come down. So I mean, that's basically Michael Bay's uh, uh, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels there. So yeah. that's all he does is kind of bro up childhood memories. You're not nearly nice. as upset about this as I am. You know what? I, I no. No, because you still have the cartoons that you can watch on Netflix and everything like that. Yeah, of course he's you know you know uh, destroying what we grew up with. But, piece you know. by piece, <laughs> yeah. he gave Optimus Prime lips. Optimus Prime does not have lips. He has the metal sheet in front. He doesn't need lips to be empathic. He was everyone's stay-at-home dad. <laughs> Roll out. <laughs> Come on, man. All right. So I mean, I, I Michael Bay, go away. Just stick stick to stuff like Battleship, where nobody really cares about it. It looks just like Transformers. It has no storyline. You'll probably be able to sell a toy or two. Come on. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving right along to the next little fun thing. This was actually sent in by Chuck Stanley of the uh, Eagles fan cast. Thank you ever so much, Chuck. Uh, one of his good friends, Steve Brown, actually takes to uh, doing uh, lifestyle portraits with uh, Lego minfigs and other things. So he has a tiny little kind of deranged Lego minfig cutting some grapes off the vine. I love this. I have no clue what it is about the actual picture, but every I'm going to put this up in my office just because every time I look at this, I smile uncontrollably. uncontrollably. It's really kind of hilarious. It's the beard. It's the. It might just be the beard, or maybe it's the maniacal grin that the little Lego <laughs> minfig has. I mean, all Lego minfigs have some sort of maniacal grin. I think so. So I, I think that's almost a necessity. So I just thought that was pretty cool and wanted to pass it along with the group. All right, that about wraps up the Geekcruft section here at the Caffeination Podcast. Now, if you give me one second, I will set us ready. And uh, I actually have it all ready. I just have to open it up in the correct program to hold y'all horses. 
I think I got something better to say at the beginning of Steve's world today too. Because I'm really kind of stretching for the for the crazy and wonderful things to say about you. Because you are, you you complete me. <laughs> All right, let's try and get this uh, this going. But now, everybody, uh, welcome from the shores of Hyrule. We do have Steve. All right, let's start off with our uh, facts as usual, right? And uh, over here on on the fact side. I'm a little off now. You threw me off with that. How dare you? Ah, hold on. All right, here we go. Collect yourself. Should I yeah, rest- I know. Should I restart the meeting? No, 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 no. Don't. You sure? Throw me off again, and then we'll have to wait longer. All right. All right. Let's start off with uh, this. Over 2,500 left-handed people a year are killed from using products made for right-handed people. So hopefully you're not left. You are left-handed, aren't you? No, I'm kind of ambidextrous, but mostly right. Ah. Oh. Well, you're safe now. I am safe. I mean, that, that, that's kind of a bad statistic when you really think about it. I mean, just if you get shot with a gun, I mean, the gun could technically be designed for for a right-handed person. That doesn't mean that that's the reason you died. And if you were running with scissors or stupid enough to run with scissors and they just happened to be right-handed scissors, you were still the idiot that was running with scissors. <laughs> All right, let's go back again and we'll try that. Go ahead. All right, All right and uh, we'll uh, go with, uh, let's try another fact here. How about in Monopoly, the character locked behind the bars actually has a name. His name is Jake the Jailbird, who was arrested by Officer Edgar Mallory. Where, oh, wait, and Officer Edgar Mallory is on the opposite corner from right. where he is. That's right. He's not a very good jailer. No. Because he's nowhere near, and there's all these get-out-of-jail-free cards. So, so is there any other fun facts that you got to share with us for today? Uh, how about I, how about I throw another one in here? Uh, scuba divers cannot pass gaze at depths of thirty-three feet or below. How about that one? <laughs> that, that is that is a re- relatively interesting uh, feature, and I'm pretty sure that that has something to do with the bends. So, yeah. So, so uh, is this when we start singing a little under pressure going on? Do 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 do. That's good. That's good. So you like that one? That's... I was, I was at, that that one had been building. I know. Uh... So wait a minute. Two and one. (laughs) It is two and one. So wait a minute. Does that mean as you're ascending, ascending, as you're as you're ascending there, does that mean that once you hit thirty three feet coming back up, you 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 just let it all out? Oh my god, that'd be like dumping core on a Unix system. (laughs) See, that's a geek joke and a flatus joke all in one. You're making me sweat over here. And uh, we'll lend our uh, Steve's World with uh, something I found actually the other day, which I am constantly looking at to buy. It's called the Skinth, Skinth. which is they call a, a skinny sheath storage solution. And they have a, a bunch of uh, different designs, which uh, actually uh, the highest I've seen it go up to is $55, but that's without adding all the little uh, bands and uh, Velcro and everything like that. But you know what? It's actually pretty neat to uh, – to have, I'm actually considering getting on. Uh, so, so this is like a a, a uh, it, where a cell phone pouch or something like that would be hook on your belt. Yeah, yeah. What it is is um, it, you can you can use your, put your cell phone, a uh, fold up knife. You know, it's actually you like, it's like uh, when you see police officers uh-huh. have that belt. It's somewhat the same thing. So you ta- just your tactical spiral spiral uh, notebook, right? Okay. Yeah, it's kind of funny because the, we were looking at this whole thing on like the art of manliness the other day, and they were talking about the things that a true gentleman would normally carry in his pocket. And I had already carried a couple of them, and one of them kind of struck a nerve. But they were saying, you know, you should always carry a handkerchief, 
and I usually do that. Uh, I always have a sketchbook and a pencil with me or a pen. Uh, and you know, that, that's just from my dad. It's like, you know, the whole Boy Scout motto of be prepared. He always had a pen on him. And then the other thing, which I had actually gotten out of the hand, uh, habit of actually doing was having a pocket knife on me. And since I've started carrying it again, I've realized how much I was trying to cut things with my keys. When it's like when you get a package and work, you open up your tiny little pocket knife. And I'm not talking, you know, like, you know, a switchblade or something, which by the way, in Pennsylvania, the only thing that's illegal to carry, you know, knife wise is a switchblade. A knife that is deployed through an automatic fashion. So I looked into this because I was worried, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm not, you know, going to carry a sheath knife or a buck knife or anything, even though I have like 15 to 25 different knives. I like knives. I collect knives. So I just had like a really nice little tiny little gentleman's, gentleman's pocket knife, and I think it was really cool to start carrying that. So it's just... So it's a little bit of a knife time with you, isn't it? Knife time? Knife time. I'm on the cutting edge. <laughs> 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 Boom, balls in your court. What do you got? I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Uh, move, <laughs> moving right along, we have the uh, food and caffeinated bits section. We've got a couple little things, and we, we will uh, send you out on your way. We also have the final thought of the day, which is an unbelievable video we can't wait to get to. So food and caffeinated bits, we have two flow charts up at the first. The first one is one that's been uh, widely recirculated. I'm actually pretty uh, pretty happy with it. Uh, this one I'm actually going to make into some kind of a t-shirt eventually. It says coffee and then a big, nice little uh, big uh, line going down. It says what else do you need? So if you are truly a coffee connoisseur, if you are su- truly somebody who really digs on the caffeine and the java, then you really know that there's not much else that you need to really make your day better and uh, kind of complete the whole thing. So we got that that going and then uh there that was kind of like the beginner level that's like the the uh the padawan level so to speak and if you want to go full jedi then you move to the advanced coffee flow chart this is of course only a draft this is how people enjoy coffee you have the coffee snobs you have the normal people you have the other people who are non-coffee people who either drink tea or spite yes actually people drink spite we've seen it uh, and then you have people that you see in line will check any and all that need apply. They'll fair trade, direct trade, farmer direct, homegrown, shade grown, co-op, bird safe, single origin, blend, custom blend, barista special blend, cup of excellence, single farm. Of course, for the maximum amount of swag, you want to enter the altitude that the coffee was grown in. You also want to enter into the, the uh, roast level, either from right to Starbucks or Charbucks. And then you move on to the normal people where everybody's either just going to add milk, sugar, or drink it black. So from one extreme to the other, and then of course each group regards the others with derision, mockery, guffaws, disdain, go- scorn, and taunting. And but of course everything just ends up in contempt. Bitter cup, bitter people. And uh, it's kind of working out. I, I have a lot of things going on there. I kind of think I like the way that it looks kind of crazy at this point because it looks a little caffeine jittery as it is. Yeah. But I'm probably so. going to clean it up. I don't know. I just wanted to share it with the group because I thought that was pretty funny. All right. And then the uh, second to last little thing we got for you here. Steve has a wonderful little thing at the end. Uh, this is uh, this is 17 experts share their secrets to making coffee. The perfect cup of coffee. From Mike Crimmins over at the Daily Shot of Coffee, a wonderful website if you are into coffee coffee head on over there and check his stuff out he does unbelievable things but beyond that he actually sent out a question and all it says was what advice would you have for someone who wants to make a better cup of coffee and the following people responded now i don't think i'm an expert on coffee i think i'm somebody who really 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 likes coffee i wouldn't say that i'm an expert yet i say that i know some stuff that's about it 
We have Steve Layton, me, Dave Ward from Buddy Brew Coffee, uh, Greg Sherwin from Coffee Ratings, Alex Beecher from Barista Ing, Mike Barney from Kuma Coffee, Nicholas Cho from Portafilter.net and Wrecking Ball Coffee, Chase Mann from My Coffee Pro, John Curie from Bona Coffee, Michael Phillips, World Barista Champion from Handsome Coffee, Elise Paparizian from Go Coffee Go, Johnny Milton from Barista on Duty and Kush Coffee, Michael Allen Smith from I Need Coffee, Piper Jones from Kohana Coffee, Drew Moody from A Table in the Corner of a Cafe, I like that, that blog name, that, that that's just really kind of cool, uh, Kay Brown from Jitters Cafe, uh, David Lynch, uh, the filmmaker and uh, an avid coffee drinker. So all of these people gave anywhere from a couple sentences to paragraphs at a time, and of course if you've read anything I've ever written, there's paragraphs from me about how to actually make better coffee. And there's really kind of interesting stuff from the length and breadth of the coffee universe, from things as simple as buy whole bean coffee to all the way up to how to pick the, the correct varietal for the season. So it's, it's really kind of cool. So I just thought I'd share that with the group. And then the next, the, the next thing that we have for you here is... A giant cannoli. A, a what? <laughs> I'm sorry? A, okay, the meta cannoli. The meta cannoli? That's what it's called. So leave the pun, take the cannoli? That's right. Leave the pun, take the cannoli. Okay. The meta cannoli is what? Uh, well, what do you think it would be? It, it's, 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 so it's a cannoli within a cannoli. Within a no, cannoli. it's a lot of cannolis within one cannoli. So this is like Epic Mealtime Cannoli Edition. Yeah. But without the bacon. Right, although I think a bacon cannoli might be a little... You know what? We need to make a bacon cannoli. All right, that's it. Next Captain <laughs> Cooks is baking cannolis. That's bank on it. And uh, what we're talking about here is uh, a chef by the name of Michael Richardson. Uh, he wanted to pre- present uh, his cannolis in his bakery, I guess, uh, in a creative way. So he asked Itali- an Italian bakery to uh, create a massive-sized uh, cannoli, and uh, yeah. I think that's really cool. So it's a display rack. Yeah. So and it, the the best part is like if you were to scale up the texture on the small ones, it it completely maps directly onto the larger one because it's basically the exact same ingredients. Yeah, this this is really really cool, and I'm a huge fan of cannolis, so I think this is this is awesome in all kinds of different ways. So I need this because of reasons. I think you should sell it. I think no, though it's this is rank right up there with the uh, five pound Hershey bar. <laughs> so it's like I like the five pound Hershey bar and the heart attack and a cannoli, please. So, so what are we gonna do with our bacon cannoli? What's the filling gonna be? Ah, man, beef, like ground beef. I mean, how 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 nasty do you want to go on this? Are we, are we gonna make like regular size cannolis? Or are we gonna make mondo size? Hmm. We could do like a bacon weave and wrap a cannoli skin around it. Yeah, but that's not. Yeah, we'll 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 find something. Yeah. We're, we're gonna do something. There's gonna be a little something something about some bacon cannolis up in this piece. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. And then today's uh, thing that we're gonna leave you with. Uh, you've you've seen this before. This is grinding the crack. Oh uh, yeah. And I think that a lot of people have actually seen, it, probably because it has over uh, 12 million views on YouTube. But this is Jeb Corliss, the the uh, stuntman, daredevil, insane person with a wingsuit trying to actually go down a mountain and fly right down in between uh, you know, two walls of a canyon and actually flies so close to the ground that he actually can take the balloons out of the hand of somebody holding them at, you know, halfway through his ride. So if you ever want to get kind of like a little bit inspired and just see some unbelievable footage about people who are doing things that are just unbelievable and really cool, just 
head on over and check that out. That's the final thought for today's caffeination. So thank you ever so much for listening, and uh, I think that's about it, right? I'd say so. Or should, should, should we bring it on home? Let's bring it home. Okay. All right. So if you are looking for this or any of the other episodic friends that it has made along its way, please head, feel free to head on over to www.caffeination.com. That is C-A-F-F-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. We are a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All the other member shows, including us, believe it or not, have agreed to create child-safe, family-friendly, and educational stuff. We're on the border of educational today. So we're almost but not quite entirely educational. Seriously. Really. You learn what not to do when you watch our show. That's right. All right. And you will learn what jokes not to make. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we have had a lot of fun giving you today's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, listening to it. Thank you very much for listening, and stay caffeinated, people. <laughs>